And now it's time for the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, on ESPN-UP. Here's your host, Blake Proling. What's going on, Marquette? Welcome into The Sports Pen. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Blake Froling. We've got Kellen Buddy from ABC10 in studio. Is this your turn to eat the pepper? Are we doing that now? Do we have another bet? I'll do, I'll do it if we have another bet. How about you just do it for fun? You saw how much fun I had. Did you bring a pepper? I should have. I should have. Just thought of it now. should have. I might have done it. Really? I might have done it. Hmm. What if I got a habanero pepper? Probably not. No. Probably not. What if we, we could do it together, maybe. Bonding experience. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Why not? It translates well onto the radio, where we're just like... <coughs> <coughs> that, that video was hilarious, by the way. The, the slow-mo replays. I thought I handled myself well. You did. You did. I was actually very surprised... I thought I thought you would have a lot tougher of a time. I think everybody was expecting that, mm-hmm. but um, you handled it like a champ. Thank you. You 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 knew you put professionalism first. That's what I tried to do. Mm-hmm. I, my insides were screaming, but my outsides mm-hmm. were somewhat composed. How was the aftermath after I left? Was there any any bad news? It was some bad news. My face, my lips. It, it honestly felt like there was a fire on my lips. That's what it was like. Oh god! And you couldn't get rid of it. It just eventually just went away did you did you ever feel like you had to throw up no i didn't get that that's far. good yeah that's good sometimes I, sometimes people do mm-hmm. that yeah we that would be bad that would be worse yes but we survived so. habanero might do that yeah that's mm-hmm. why i didn't do it because mm-hmm. that would have been really bad so we're going to talk some football real football semi-real football i guess with the preseason starting tonight We'll get to a little little taste of our high school football previews. That show is coming up Saturday at noon. Quick plug there. We'll make our picks for the PGA Championship. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Think about getting to the gambling game, which would be interesting. Get some gambling with mm-hmm. the, on the side with your wings. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the biggest trades in sports history happened on this day 30 years ago. So we'll take a look back. But let's start with football. It's back. Football is kind of it's kind of back, kind of back, kind of back. One of the seven times we say football is back. We've got less than a month until real football is back. That is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to be sure. I think it's. I don't want to jump the gun. Three weeks. Because it's a Thursday night. Today is Thursday. Is it three weeks? Or is it four weeks? I think it might be four. <sighs> but it's three weeks it, for college. Or is it five? Five. Because we have. Week one, week two, week three, week four, right? This is week one preseason, right? You're right, you're right. More than a month till football's back. I'm sorry. I liked it better when I I'm said sorry. three weeks. I don't know what, what I was thinking. Should we just say it three weeks? Three weeks. It's three weeks till football. All right, let's do it. Preseason week four counts. It counts, basically. Okay. All right, let's do so, it. Three weeks. Let's get into week one. Packers are in action tonight. Lions will play tomorrow. Packers taking on the Tennessee Titans. So we figured we'd help everybody out because, especially in this first game, by the end of the first quarter, you pretty much don't know who's on the field. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to try to give a couple players to watch out for. May or may not be household names just to kind of you know track their performance a little bit. You wanna, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? It's up to you. You're the, you're the host. All right, I'll go first. Okay, uh, that's let, fair. Let's start with a second-year pro. Montravius Adams was a third-round pick last year, broke his foot, barely played at all, had some high expectations before he got hurt, helped that pass rush, which wasn't that good last year. 
So he has an opportunity to crack into the rotation, which when everybody's healthy is, is starting to get a little deep. So he needs to have a strong preseason or he's going to find himself buried on the depth chart. And, and he came in with, with high praise before last season. I would expect big things out of him if he can stay healthy. Apparently he's been impressing in camp, but I think everybody's impressing in camp at this point. So I'd like to see what he can do against the second teamers. Okay. All right. Montrevious Adams. Montrevious Adams. All right. Who's your guy? Call me old-fashioned. I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers. He's not even going to play, though. I know. Okay. But he's a guy to watch. Okay. He's a guy to watch. You know, he was hurt. He was hurt last season. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the receiving core that he's used to, you know, with the loss of Jordy Nelson. He doesn't like the receiving core that he's been dealt with so far this year. If you heard those reports, young he guys. called everything... Uh, you know, the worst he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really wondering how that's going to translate into how he can lead the team on the bench, maybe, for, for, for week one. Okay. But I, I, think, I think the Aaron Rodgers storyline is something that will come back to a few times this season mm-hmm. because, you know, there's a lot of uncertainties for the Packers' offensive side with Rodgers and with, you know, the loss of Nelson. Who's he going to deal with? Hopefully Devontae Adams can come through. Hopefully he's not going to have any concussions because that would be a huge damper. And I think if Devontae Adams can stay healthy, the offense will be fairly well set. But, um, yeah, even though Rodgers is probably not going to play, I definitely think that's something that we should watch out okay. for. Okay, that's an interesting one. I wasn't expecting a player that wasn't going to play to be in these picks, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Mm-hmm. We're out of the box, thinking outside the box. I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, trying. I'm going to kind of piggyback <laughs> off that wide receiver thing. Uh, pick Jake Kumarau, who was an undrafted. <laughs> I don't know agent. any of these guys. I'm that, being honest. That, but that, that's, that's what I said. That's what it should be. We're picking guys that you don't know or maybe barely know because they're going to get most of the playing time tonight. So, so when you hear their names, you'll be like, oh. Blake and Kellen talked about him on the sports pen today. I'm so glad I have that information, right? So, Jake Kumarau, uh, there's actually a story on ESPN about him from Rob Domovsky. Give me a little background. How about this? He started at the University of Illinois, transferred to Division III Wisconsin Whitewater, undrafted free agent, practice squad with the Bengals, bounced around a little bit. Packers signed him at the end of last season. His cousin is Joey Bosa. And his dad also played in the NFL. Uh, His uncle played in the NFL. So he's got a football family. And he's just starting to break in a little bit. He's 6'4", 209. And he was one of the players, when you mentioned Aaron Rodgers was ripping the young wide receivers, he was one of the players that he singled out as being one of the good ones that day, that actually was learning the offense, running the right routes, making plays. He's kind of worked his way in where we thought probably that third, fourth wide receiver would either go to one of the rookies or Geronimo Allison. He's making a case for himself as being in that wide receiver rotation. So I want to see how he does. Yeah, I mean, he's got some high expectations, and I mean, hopefully he can live up to that, right? As high as an undrafted free agent could have for expectations, I would say, yeah, because he's trying to get a little hype. Once you get that hype, let's see if you, what you can do with it. Do you think he's being overhyped? I don't know, because he's played no games yet for the mm. Packers, so okay. we'll see. And you also have to throw in the, the caveat that he's going to be catching passes from uh, Deshaun Kaiser and Brett Hundley, two not-so-great quarterbacks. So you also have to take that with a little grain of salt. Okay. All right. Do you have another one for us? I do. I'm, I'm going to go high on the depth chart again. Um, Jamal okay. Williams. Okay. He's, 
got a little bit to prove. He had a team high 556 rushing yards last year. Um, not kind of what you want. You know, if you're the Green Bay Packers, you've been a perennial contender. You got to have a good rusher. Uh, I think the running game was a big kind of question in the Packers season last year, like it was in Detroit. Um, so I think if the Packers are going to have any chance to win the NFC North, like a lot of people are thinking, they're going to have to have a consistent backfield, somebody who's running, you know, 800 plus yards per season. Um, so I think he's got a great chance to prove himself, but I definitely think the whole running game for the Packers is up in the air. I agree. Uh, it seemed like every running back for the Packers got hurt at some point mm-hmm. last year, too. So that hurt a lot of the totals. And also, Williams is a good pick because Aaron Jones is going to be suspended the first two regular season games. Yep. So Williams has a chance to cement himself as the number one guy by week three when Jones comes back. So this preseason is important for him to get off to a good start and stay healthy and then get off to a quick start first two weeks. And he could get a lot of those carries. Definitely. I like that. All right. Well, thank you. I've got I've got another one. Uh, the the QB battle, the backup QB battle between Deshaun Kaiser and Brett Hundley for who's going to be the number two. Because as we've seen, all it takes is one hit and they're in with, with Rodgers, you know, a couple of collarbone injuries. He's not invincible. So you have to be better prepared than they were last year. You figure Hundley has to be better prepared. At this point, I mean, it's impossible not to be. But you look at the stats for Deshaun Kaiser, he was even worse last year for the Browns. I'm going to read you their two stat lines, and you're going to be kind of shocked at how bad they were, both of them, all right? Deshaun Kaiser, 15 games, completed 53% of his passes, 11 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. Ouch. Yeah, not good. That is so bad. It's almost impossible to be that bad. But then again, I mean, how many how many of those interceptions were to put it punnily out of his hands? I don't know. Good question. <laughs> I, I can't look is that. Is punnily even a word? Punnily? Uh it is now. I knew what you were trying to say. Okay. I could appreciate that. Okay. So I just yeah. don't want to feel stupid. Eh, it's all right. Like last week. What would you say last week? I had a couple bad wild card picks. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own that. Horrible. I'm going to own that. Can we just move on? I'm going to own it. Let's, okay. Let's move on. Fair. <laughs> so Brett Hundley's stats, he had nine starts, 11 total games. Uh, he completed 60% of his passes, 7% better than Kaiser, uh, nine touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Neither stat lines were good, but when you compare Hundley to Kaiser, it was clear that Hundley was much better, which shows you how bad Deshaun Kaiser was last year. Definitely. What... Um... Had the Packers played the Vikings before Rogers' injury? That was when he got hurt. Oh, that's right. Against was that, the was that their first? That was their first game. Yes. Okay, that's right. I'm trying to think. Where are you going with this? Because I mean that that AFC North that was a pretty contentious division, except for the Browns. Except for the Browns. Except yeah. for the Browns. But the AFC or the NFC North, excuse me, it was kind of a weaker division. So you're saying Hunley played worse teams? Yes, in general. But should it equate to 11 more interceptions and 7% lower completion percentage? No. But, I mean, it's not like... You, 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 can't, you can't come out and say that Kaiser threw 22 interceptions straight into the hands of no, no, you know, that's a, fair. opposing secondary. Yeah. I mean, you never, you never really know. 
But, you know, yeah. I, I, I just think on paper, Kaiser kind of had a tougher road. Yes. Oh, he definitely. I mean, it's with the Browns. He was in a much worse situation. Expect. I'm not trying to say that they're the same situations. Right. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who saw the trade for Kaiser and thought, well, that's great. He's immediately going to replace Brett Hundley. Uh, that's probably not going to be the case because Hundley has a leg up in knowing the system and being there already, having that game experience, even though it wasn't that great, he still has that leg up. Exactly. So, but if Kaiser outplays him in these first couple preseason games, you know, things could change. Yeah. Who do, I mean, who, who do you think is going to have that backup position? I think it's still going to be Hundley. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think they see Kaiser as having maybe more upside in the long run. Not, not an heir to Aaron Rodgers by any means, but just in general. But I still think Hundley has that leg up right now, unless something drastic happens in the preseason. Okay. So, we also had a story come out today. Uh, Martellus Bennett, former Packers tight end, infamous Packers tight end. I think that's fair to say now, right? Yeah, yeah. Not a great tenure with the team. He was on a podcast the other day and talked about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, compared the two, because he also played for the Patriots. Uh, Here was his full quote. I'm going to read it. I don't want to take anything out of context here. He said, quote, I think that no one has more arm talent than Aaron. Aaron can do pretty much anything with the ball. I feel like Tom is really precise, easier to play with. I'd say it was easier to play with Tom than anybody else, end quote. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, if you're going off what he said, if he's more precise, obviously accuracy is key. I mean, that Hail Hail Mary that Aaron Rodgers threw at Ford Field Week 17, what was that, 2015? Why? I'm trying to make a point. I'm sorry. It it hurts me just as much to bring that up as it hurts you. Okay. He just lobbed it up there. So you're saying he got lucky? He got very lucky. Okay. He's it's, done it a couple times. He though. has done it. Okay. So it's it's <sighs> a point where it's, is he lucky every single time, or is there a little bit of good? I mean, that one was lucky. Okay. I mean, Richard Rogers was surrounded by, what, like four Lions players? Was it the Lions' fault, though, for not knocking it down? Yeah. Was it the ref's fault for <laughs> calling the penalty the play before? Yeah, yeah, sick face mask. Yeah. Sick face mask. But, I mean, I mean, going, going back to that, I think the professional league, you know, whatever sport, it's not about the talent. It's what you can do with that talent. Are you accurate? Do you have the smarts? I think Tom Brady is a lot more accurate with the football than Rodgers is, mm-hmm. and I think he has the, the sense the football sense. He's got the football mind. He's more of a football guy than Rodgers is. Plus, he's not, you know, calling people out like Aaron Rodgers is. Obviously, you have to call people out if they're if they're not doing their job. Obviously, you have to do that. Jarvis Lander did that in Hard Knocks. But no spoilers, by the way. I no, still haven't watched no the first spo- episode. I watched it last night. How it was, was it? It was it was pretty good. Okay. I um, we we can maybe touch on that a little later, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think. Lions bias aside, I would much rather play with Brady than Rodgers. I think Brady just seems like much more of a likable guy, more of a team guy, more See, of a locker room See, I feel like dude. the opposite. I feel really? like Brady is less likable. And, you know, I'm unbiased here because I don't like the Packers, and I also don't like Michigan, and I don't like the Patriots. So I yeah. have no dog in this fight. Okay. I feel like as a pure passer, Brady is better. But if you take the whole package of being a quarterback – being mobile, throwing on the run, things like that, I think the edge goes to Rodgers. And okay. in terms of the mental game, probably give it to Brady. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, 
you know, when when I was at school, I did a couple internships, and I did have the chance to sit in on Aaron Rodgers' press conferences and locker room media huddles. Nice. You know, I, I, I think his, I think his attitude left something to be desired. Mm. But you know, that's okay. it's a small sample size. You know, he's getting interviewed every day, two or three times a day. It's and tough. I interviewed him maybe four or five times. Nice. But not to brag. Yeah, not not to brag. But also, what Martellus Bennett said kind of goes against what a lot of people have said about playing with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You know, they're saying it's like <laughs> it's they're saying it's not fun. All they're focusing on is winning, and if you're not there to win, get out. Right. So i I really I really don't know. I, re- I really don't know. He kind of everything he said kind of went against everything everybody else said. That's very true, and I'm glad you brought that up because I have another quote about that ah. from Bennett. He said, quote, I had the most fun in my NFL career playing for the Patriots because they didn't worry about anything else but football. In some of the other workplaces, they worry about how you dress, what you look like, all this other stuff. You come to work to play football. The only thing coaches should be talking to you about is football. Everything else is ridiculous, end quote. Now, that seems like a cheap shot at the Packers. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that relationship from... Day one between Martellus Bennett and the Packers was on the rocks. Mm-hmm. I think he came in with the assumption that they would just be Super Bowl contenders. He wouldn't have to work as hard, just coast off the talent of Aaron Rodgers, honestly, and he'd be good. When Rodgers went down, he didn't want to fight through that. So he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. And that didn't sit well with anybody. Yeah, that was a bad free agency pick in fantasy for me last year, for sure. Ouch. That's going to hurt. So It did. Yeah, it did. So he Bennett is not making any more fe- fans in Green Bay. No, that's for sure. That's never. I don't happen. blame him. Yeah, but just some interesting comments. <laughs> you know, he's a children's author now. He is. That's, that's pretty good. cool. That's that's cool. I yeah. hope I hope he succeeds. Yeah, I think he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Lions doing a joint practice with the Oakland Raiders ahead of their preseason matchup, and shocker, there was a fight. Wow. I'm pretty sure in every single joint practice the NFL has ever done, there's been some kind of fight. I don't know why they keep thinking this is a good idea. I don't either. At least put like a divider up. Right. Why why do they have to practice at the fifty? Just play at different times. Why do you have to practice together? What does that what does that do? I don't know. I I thought that's what the preseason games were for. Yeah. Play in the preseason, not in the practice. I don't get it. It makes no sense. Yeah. And then there's a video of one of the Raiders running backs blowing up, I think it was Jared Davis on a play. Just just making him look silly. Yeah, that that was not fun to watch. It's pretty hilarious though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was surpri- he looked like he was surprised to get hit. He's got he's got four weeks to uh I guess kinda mm-hmm. figure out how to counter that. I, I hope so, because he's a linebacker, so kind of, of important. You, yeah, you gotta you know wrap up a little bit. Wrap up a little yeah. bit. He's got a lot of potential though. I'm excited I, for that. I would guy. say so. When we come back, we will do a little preview of our preview show. A preview of the preview. We're getting next level. Previewception. Previewception. We're in the second level. So we'll get to talk a little bit about Westwood, talk a little bit about Ishpeming. That'll be coming up. Also, NBA, USA Basketball. Not too happy with everything we talked about yesterday about the NCAA and those new changes. So a little drama going on, which is great for us because yeah. we love the drama. Stick around here on the Sports Pen. Now, back to the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. Thanks again for joining us here on the sports pen. Kellen Buddy from ABC 10 is in studio with us. Hey. You know what's coming up in a couple days? The Order Shore? 
Uh, yeah, well, that is coming. <laughs> no, what, what, what? Tell me, tell me more. The ESPN UP Marquette County High School Football Preview Show. Oh, yeah! Wow. Saturday. Plug it? Yep. Saturday at noon. Make sure you tune in. Get all the info on the local teams. Who's good? What's what? Mm-hmm. Everybody's good right now. All undefeated. A lot of optimism with every single coach I've talked to. No one has been like, yeah, we're just not going to be good this year. No one has said that yet. I would hope not. Yeah, that, that would kind of stick. Just for morale purposes. Yeah, that's, that's not a good <laughs> attitude to have. So all these coaches are excited to get started, as are we. I mean, just talking to these, these guys and talking football again just gets me pumped up for football. Yeah, should be exciting. High school, I mean, when I moved up here, I, I, was, I was telling Rachel this yesterday. My first high school football game up here, I was at Nagani. Lights were out. Sun was just setting. There were people on the train track watching the game. Wow. There was the water tower on the, on the rocks in the back. And I was like, this is football. Mm-hmm. UP football is another animal. Yep. It's the exciting. passion for it. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. Yeah. So all these people passionate about it listening right now will just have to tune in Saturday at noon to hear everything. What should they expect to hear? Well, they'll hear interviews from the five coaches, from Marquette, Ishbeming, Nagani, Westwood, and Gwynn. So they'll get all the details. I basically had them preview their team, who's coming back, some new names they'll hear, what the quarterback position's like, how their defense is going to be, how, how they'll stack up in the new West Pack, and then Marquette in, uh, in their conference. So basically get you caught up from last year okay and see what's what basically all right refresh my mind as well as some other people's minds who well i mean who is the west pack made up of now okay i'm glad you asked because you. it can be kind of confusing i think there are still people who are not really sure what it is how it's going to work out so I'll, I'll tell you right now i've got them all lined up here okay there are 16 teams it's a combination of the old west pack conference the Mid-Pen Conference, and I think a couple other stray teams who wanted to join as well. Some indies. Yes. So there's two conferences, a big and a little, separated by enrollment, or in the case of some schools like Gogebic, who's a, a – I don't know what the term is, but like a, a co-op, I think, where they have a bunch of schools together. Oh, okay. All those enrollments yeah. put together. Yeah, I played on a hockey team like that, but I don't know what it was called. There you go. I didn't call it a co-op. I don't know. So <laughs> I like that, though. Maybe that, that'll be a thing. That'll be the new thing. Okay. There's probably a better name, but conglomerate, maybe? That sounds like a business term. I like co-op. Okay. Co-op sounds more friendly. So, yes, it does, mm-hmm. for sure. So the big division is going to be Hancock, Gogebic, Nagani, Houghton, Calumet, Westwood, Lance, and Iron Mountain. Okay. All right? So that's enrollments range from 584 to 303. Okay. Then in the little... You have Manistique, Gwynn, Ishpeming, West Iron County, Norway, Munising, Bark River Harris, and Lakeland and Hubble. Okay. So that one ranges from 287 to 151. Okay. So those are the two divisions. Uh, The teams will play everybody in their division, and then I think either one or two crossover games to get to their nine. So everybody's playing just Westpac teams. Okay. And that's how it's going to be, at least for the first couple years of scheduling. Okay. The, to guarantee that everybody has a full schedule so they don't have to keep searching for games. Okay. So that's what we have to look forward to. I like that. Yeah. I, I want to start with Ishpeming. Okay. Can we talk about Ishpeming? Let's do it. I think they were pretty promising last year, but 
The they record, were, not so much. They were railroaded by injuries. Yeah. They, at the end of the season, their last game, they had nine healthy players. Not what you want. Yeah. Yes. They went through a tragedy at the school as well. Mm-hmm. It was just a tough, tough season. But a lot of those players that were hurt last year are coming back. Okay. This year. A lot of returning starters? Yes. Okay. But it doesn't feel like it. You'll hear in this clip, this exclusive preview clip, that they have experience on paper, but not really because a lot of them were hurt early in the season, missed a lot of games. Mm. So it'll be an interesting dynamic. So here's a little taste of what Jeff Olson had to say. Does it almost seem like in college where players take a red shirt year? Does it almost seem like that for some of these well, kids? Well, it does. It does. And because you, because those kids I mentioned got hurt early. And Gavin played two and a half games. Matt Trawick played one and a half games. Like I said, um, Drake Sundberg played four and a half. I mean, that's that's not much playing time when you look at saying they're returning, they're experienced. You know, they didn't get a whole lot of game time, but they're good athletes, they're good football players, and uh, we expect a lot of them this year. There you go. Just basically what we outlined. Yeah. He said it right there. It's like a redshirt year. That's how I thought of it as he was describing all of these injuries from last year. So they're going to be loaded. They're going to be big. They're going to run the football, run the football, run the football, run the football. And then they're going to run the football a little bit more. Okay. Do you think think they're going to run it? They might. Okay. Probably going to run it. Do you think that's their best bet? Yes. Okay. They've got a, a pretty good crop of running backs as well. So a nice little rotation there. And they're also going to run the football. Okay. In journalism, we don't like to say assume, but assuming everybody stays healthy in Ishpeming, what do you think their chances are for playoffs? I think you're going to have to tune in the preview show to find out. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. Everybody heard that. Tune in. Tune in. Mm-hmm. I also want to give a little taste for Westwood, Okay, our team that mm-hmm. we cover. Yes. Talked with Scott Sergula, head coach, yesterday. He was in the best mood I've ever seen him in my life. Really? Yes. He was in a great mood, very optimistic, smiling the whole time. Uh, did a great interview with him, previewed everything. Uh, they're going to look a little bit different this year, Okay, I think. That's, that's kind of the highlight of what I got from him. So uh, he, But he also said, because they were the best team one of the best teams in mid-pen last year. They have a lot of returning talent, but as he's going to say in this clip, schedule is pretty brutal. We know that we could have actually a solid, great season and not even, you know, and go six and three or something like that, you know, not have quite as a good record. Our schedule is, is brutal. I mean, you know, every team on it, top to bottom, you and I were talking before this and um, it's tough. It's a tough schedule, but uh Tell you what, it was the right thing to do going into the Westpac, uh, uh, joining forces with them just because we're not looking for games every single year or driving to Wisconsin or downstate uh, looking for those games. We've got a solid nine games, the tough nine game schedule, um, you know, um, but that we just have to be able to prepare. You know, we know now that, okay, yeah, teams are looking at us, you know, you got your quarterback and, you know, you have your tailback back and some of your line back and things like that. Um, you know, but I'll say this too: we got some big holes that we have to fill, and uh, that's that's why you practice. That was a little bit of Scott Sergio from Westwood, talking about how tough this season could be, not just for his team, but for everybody. I think we're going to see a lot of teams just beating up on each other. Okay, that's that's. I mean, that's football. Mm-hmm. That's You're not going to see any elite records. I think it's ever going to be pretty tightly packed in both divisions. Okay. What do you, what are your thoughts on who we might see 
come out as a favorite and perhaps who might be a little dark horse in this mm. race? I think Saturday at noon you're going to have to find out. Oh, okay. Double oh, tease. What a plug. Yep. So Saturday wow. noon, coach's show, preview, high school football preview, presented by the UP Catholic Credit Union. Just give a little taste. Is that going to be archived? Are we going to be able to yes. listen online? Perchance? So here's what's going to happen. We're going to play it five times, I think, between Saturday and kickoff okay. of the football season. We will have the interviews archived. I also did videos for each interview. That's why you're looking spiffy. That's why I'm looking spiffy right now. And so you can watch those also online. We'll, we'll post, post a little clips at first, kind of tease and do a slow rollout. Eventually, everything will be archived on our website, Facebook, Twitter. I will make it impossible for you to miss it. That's how it should be. Right? So there you go. Well, I'm excited. Good. That's the idea. I want to build some excitement here. Listeners, are you excited? Yeah. Oh, man. Me too. Yeah. I, I am too. Cool. So Saturday noon, high school football preview show presented by UPCCU. All right. Let's switch over All right. to some basketball. We had a big story kick off the show yesterday with the NCAA. They made a bunch of changes trying to – uh, with agents and one-and-done players mostly. And all of a sudden, the NBA and USA Basketball are like, what the heck, bro? We weren't ready to do this. And you just go ahead and blab. Apparently, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, he said they were, quote, blindsided by the announcement. What, what's the NCAA doing here? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, you can't really trust them. Nope. So it's just like, do you really think from the NBA standpoint, from USA Basketball standpoint, do you really think that this is going to work? It could. I th Because this kind of goes against everything that they're saying, you know? Uh, you know, you don't want players to get paid, but now you want players to be represented? What, uh, I don't know. Is this the pros? Is this college? Help me out here. I think the NCAA is taking small steps to make themselves more similar to the pros because they know for most of these high-level players, they're just a stepping stone. And if the one-and-done rule is gone, they might not even be that stepping stone. Mm -hmm. So they have to get with the times. And according to this article, Woj said that they all met the three groups, NCAA, NBA, USA Basketball, but they hadn't come to a consensus yet on these things. They were still working things out. And then all of a sudden, NCAA is just like, okay, we're good with it. So we're just going to release all this information. And the other two were like, um, actually, we weren't 100% sure on that. But you just went out and said it anyway. Oh. I can't say I'm really surprised by this move. Okay. Maybe a little treason, Game of Thrones style. Maybe. you know. And USA Basketball has said that they do not want to be the ones who pick the high school seniors who will be eligible to have agents because that's what the NCAA wants. And USA Basketball says, we're not qualified for that. Let the NBA do it because if the one-and-done rule is gone, they will be scouting high school players anyway because they'll be eligible for the draft. If they already know those players, let them decide who should have agents and who shouldn't. Not USA Basketball. They don't want to be involved in that at all. But the NCAA is like, no, no, no. no. They kind of just got roped into it. Yes, they just got roped into it. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. It's just a weird situation. And also, the NBA says, 
you're just assuming we're going to get rid of the one-and-done rule. We have not decided that yet. And at the very earliest, it would be in 2022. So announcing these changes now, some of them go into effect right away, but most of them are dependent on the one-and-done rule changing. Yeah, it doesn't do them any good right. at this point. Ah. So just when you thought... They got too excited. Yes. Just when you thought the NCAA was making a step in the right direction, they just uh, take two steps back. Mm. Can't say I'm surprised, though. No. I mean, can't trust them. No, you can't. Can't trust them farther than you can throw them. I don't know. The NBA and the NCAA, they don't have to technically work together, but they want to more to make this run more smoothly. And we we thought that was actually happening with these rule changes, but... Why would the NCAA do this if there was not 100% agreement? Because the NCAA can say whatever they want, but it's the NBA that actually has the one and done rule. The NCAA has nothing to do with that. So they need the NCAA or they need the NBA to be on board first before any of this means anything. Yeah, now this puts a ton of pressure on Adam Silver's head because I don't know. <laughs> now he's going to have to get the one and done rule in effect as soon as possible, 2022. I don't know. I mean, now he has to accommodate this change. Does he have to? What what is his I motivation? I hope for his I hope for his sake not. I mean, I don't know if they're wor- if they're working together. I mean, if I'm the commissioner of the NBA, if I'm Adam Silver, obviously I want this relationship with the NCAA to be optimal. I want it to be beneficial. I want it to help both parties. If he's not complying with the NCAA, obviously that's his deal. But I think it could create some I guess you could call tension between the the two parties. I think the NCAA has way more problems than the NBA, and the NBA could help some of the NCAA's problems, but the NBA, from their point of view, they're saying, what are you doing to help us? Nothing. All these changes benefit the NCAA while not really changing the NBA. So the NBA has all the power. The NCAA maybe was trying to jump the gun and try to get some of that leverage back. I don't think it's going to work. This is just a whole confusing situation. It is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm confused. Did I? So I didn't help at all with that. I just made it worse. No, 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 no. You know, you're you're fine. <laughs> I just, I just don't know. I just don't know where the NBA is going to go from here. I don't know where the NCAA is going to go from here. It's kind of a big, just it's a wait open ended story. Yeah, yeah. It's a wait and see thing. I think at this point, and uh, I don't know if this is going to get resolved anytime soon. If I know the NCAA, I know that it'll take three times as long as it would for any other organization. So the one time they tried to do something early, it was wrong. So maybe they'll be like, see guys, this is what happens when we rush something. We're never going to rush again. Maybe they're sweeping this Urban Meyer thing under the rug. Mm, little diversion. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Mm. A little read between the lines. Yeah. Connected dots. Yeah. I like it. Interesting. I don't think it's true, but it's interesting. <laughs> little conspiracy theory. I'm making some takes. Yeah, that's all right. Maybe that, lukewarm. That's a, it's a lukewarm take. Mm-hmm. It's out there, yeah. but it's lukewarm. Yeah. We're going to talk some golf. We're going to talk some hockey when we come back. A trade that shook the world 30 years ago today. Still feeling the aftershocks in some places. And we're going to make some PGA Championship predictions. That's right after this here on the Sports Pen. To the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. We're back. We're doing it here on the sports pen. Kellen, buddy. I'm grooving. You're grooving? Yeah. A lot of people groove when they're in the sports pen. Yeah. They like it. Wow. Right? 
It's a good way to ease back in. Getting fired up. Right? Get fired up for the PGA Championship. Oh. I'm excited for it. Me too. It's going on right now. It is. Actually, so we are currently excited. We're not anticipated excited. Mm-hmm. We're in it. Uh, in it. It is at, is it Belle Reve? Is that how you say it? Belle Reve. In uh, Missouri? St. Louis. Yes, yep. sir. Apparently, they're having a little problem with the weather. It's been too hot. They've had to actually spray paint some of the grass to make it look good. Welcome to the Midwest. Yep. You think they'd be at least <laughs> somewhat prepared for this? Maybe yeah. Use a little more water. I mean, what is this, Carnoustie? Yeah. Carnoustie. 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 Living in the past. Right. <laughs> Love it. But yeah. No, I, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. I heard the crowds are electric. Um, I will say, though, the PGA Championship is definitely number four on the list of majors. Definitely. Like a distant fourth. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I mean, it feels like a major, but it definitely doesn't have the same excitement as the other three. No, that's probably why they're making it first. That's right. Mm-hmm. They're moving it. Was it to March? Yeah. Well, it have to be March yeah. because the Masters is in April. Yeah. Because they don't want two PGA championships in a row. Wow. That is true. That's Look fun. At that. That's fun. So it's going to be March PGA, April Masters. Are they moving the players, or was? Is that I May? I I don't think so. I think that the move for the PGA was to, I guess, kind of bump the FedEx playoffs up a little bit. Right. So it wouldn't compete with football. Right. I think they're trying to have the season done by Labor Day. Yeah. Right. So they don't. It's compete. a good. It's a good move. I like it. I think it's a good move. Yeah. March, April, May. Good time for to get some golf, get people back into it. Yeah. My only gripe is starting the season off. Not the not starting the season, but having the first major be the Masters. Always got me so in the mood for golf season. Good point. Now it's kind of like, oh, we're going to take a you know, small step first and then the Masters. Is it going to compete with March Madness, though? Because it would lose the PGA. It would. I, I would. I would watch it. I mean, that would be a great weekend. It would. You know, but just, it would lose out to the to the basketball games, yeah, for sure. I think it would. Maybe, maybe have it wait until the round of 32. Okay. Have it be that weekend. Because, I mean, you're not going to want it on round one. Right. Round one and two are the same weekend, though. Yes. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That first weekend. Shoot. Uh Uh-oh. There's a hole in the logic. Conundrum. Conundrum. Okay. They'll figure it out. Yeah, 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 it'll be fine. So we did our teams again. Did the draft. Mm -hmm. Was it Jake that won last time? I think so. He got lucky. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about golf. <laughs> you came in last. Thank you. So it's time to redeem yourself. Yeah. Your team, Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, Tony Finau, and Kyle Stanley, mm-hmm. the most anonymous player on, in golf. Mm-hmm. I have Roy McIlroy, Tommy Fleetwood, John Rahm, and Xander Shoffley. Not very anonymous. No. I want big names. Yeah. Xander Shoffley may be the most memorable name. It's like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Never seen that before. He was the rookie of the year, too. That's last right. Mm-hmm. See? That's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So I think uh, it's going to be close. Who's going to win? Who is going to win? I'm talking about golfers, not between us. Because obviously the answer is me. It's me. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I think Bubba Watson has a good Bubba chance. Bubba Watson. Mm-hmm. Why? Eight of the 18 holes are dog leg left. Mm. Who do you know that's better at shaping the ball right to left than Bubba Watson? Nobody. 
He could shape the ball anyway. It's it's a thing of beauty. That course was built for Bubba Watson. Okay. I don't like him. He has he's uh, he's kind of been he's, inconsistent. He's lately. one of the he's one of the antagonists. Kind of, yeah. I feel like people I, people I don't really know liked something him. about him. People really liked him when he won the Masters and he was crying and everything. I feel like after that, people were like, eh. I need some tears. Yeah. You know he's going to cry again if he wins. Yeah. He will. Good. Yeah. Uh, pff, we'll see about that. Yeah. I'm going with Rory. Okay. I think he's he's kind of been waiting to break out again. He's having a quietly very good season. It's been close. A couple of majors. He's lacking the clutch gene. Yes. Two majors. In, well, not two majors. You know, two of the biggest tournaments in recent, you know, past i guess you could say mm-hmm. you know the open championship he was in the final pairing couldn't couldn't pull nope. through couldn't pull through last week at firestone that's right with justin thomas but he does have a couple majors under his belt already he does so he had the clutch gene lost it now he's going to get it back this week been gone for three years what makes you think it's coming back now it has to everything will come back Eventually. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I have a couple sleepers for you. Okay. Uh, my first sleeper, I made this before I saw the leaderboard, Tony Finau. Mm-hmm. That pick's not looking so good. No, it's not. For you. Nope. He's you. on your team. Thank you. Uh, my other sleeper, Bryson DeChambeau. And I'll tell you why. Because uh, last year's PGA champion, Justin Thomas, when he played at the Bridgestone the week before, he improved his score each round and the only person in the field to do that this year at Bridgestone Bryson DeChambeau oh so he's gonna win the PGA championship now because of that I picked Justin Thomas in my pool because Justin Thomas actually played Bell Reeve earlier this year Mm. shot a six under okay and he holed out for Eagle on 18 wow was this just like a random practice round practice round with a cart oh he had a cart I think he was walking, but there were a lot of carts around. Okay. If, I mean, if I, you know, if I was him, I, I would walk, obviously, you know, get yeah. used to the course. But then again, conditions are maybe slightly different than when they were or what they were in the spring. Mm-hmm. If they're having to spray paint the grass. They did a good job with that, by the way. There was, a, there was like a drone hype video of the course. The thing looked pristine. Yeah. It was a lot exciting. of spray paint. A lot of spray paint. How many gallons of spray paint do you think they went through? So much. We'll see. What's the over under here? I don't even know how much a gallon would cover. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. How long does a gallon last? I've never spray painted a golf course. Depends on the nozzle. I guess. (laughs) Let's get in depth into (laughs) nozzle differences for spray paint here on the sports pen. I'm down. Do we have time for that? No. Okay. So we're going to move on. Maybe next week. So you brought this up to me. Great topic idea. Uh, On this date, 30 years ago, the biggest trade in sports history, perhaps, could you say, went down. The biggest at that time, for sure. I couldn't find one still that was all more time. impactful. Still definitely all time. Wayne Gretzky was traded from the Edmonton Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings. And it sent shockwaves through the league that are still being felt right now, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, definitely. It, I mean, it was monumental, obviously. There's that iconic photo, Wayne Gretzky crying at the podium. I don't think he expected it. Nope. It did wonders for the league in America, in the Pacific, and, you know, throughout the entire 
North American continent, save for Mexico, perhaps, because they're still not involved. Not yet. L.A. was the first NHL expansion team west of Minnesota. To bring the best hockey player of all time west of Minnesota and into the United States. I mean, if you, if you split North America in, in four quarters, you know, like, mm-hmm. like a little pie chart. Perhaps. Okay, I'm looking. That bottom left corner, nothing. L.A. was irrelevant. Mm-hmm. They didn't really do much when Gretzky was there. They won a division final, lost in the Stanley Cup final. But from there, it brought teams to California, brought teams to now Nevada, brought teams to Arizona, Texas, Colorado. Incredible. Just because of him. I, without this Wayne Gretzky trade, I mean, things could be close to the same as they are now. But I think hockey in the western part of the United States is a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as many teams. Right. Austin Matthews is from Arizona. He's one of the best young players in the league at the moment. For the Maple Leafs. For the Maple Leafs. Interesting. Yeah. Some of the reaction to this trade, I was looking back at an article that was written at the time, it was just hilarious. People in Edmonton were protesting in the streets. They were they they were pissed at his wife. Yeah. Because they thought that she was stealing him because she's from she was from L.A. at the time. Ooh, I did not know that. Mm. The yeah. some politicians in Canada actually floated seriously floated the idea <laughs> of trying to regain Gretzky's contractual rights as a government, claiming him as a natural resource, a person, a hockey player, as a natural resource for a country. That's how big he was. It's ridiculous. He was basically a natural resource. Can you imagine? Of positivity. Right. Can you imagine, like, President Trump saying, yes, uh, the United States of America now owns the contract to Tom Brady, not the Patriots. I mean, you wouldn't even think of that. That would be unbelievable. That's what the government wanted to do. It obviously didn't happen. Because that's ridiculous. But that's ridiculous. Is there any kind of comparison you would make to today, maybe for another sport? of someone of that magnitude getting traded. Hmm. That would be like if LeBron James was traded, right? Yeah. I think at this, I think at this point it would either that or Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I think if Jordan was traded from the bulls, that would have sent shockwaves all over the place to an, to a, a team that had no history yeah. of winning like Seattle. Were they, were, did they exist in mid nineties? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Big time like, rivals with, yeah. with Jordan. Like what if Jordan went to Seattle? What if he went? Do you to, think Seattle would still be there? How about the Vancouver Grizzlies? Yeah, that would I be even bigger. About them, good lord. See, if you went to, if you got traded to the Vancouver Grizzlies, yeah, that would be kind of the same. Would they still? Would they still be in Vancouver? Probably Vancouver. Vancouver, eh? Oh, sure. Probably they would. Big stuff. Would the Kings be in L.A. if Gretzky didn't get traded there? Probably. I think just because of the market. Yeah. But that probably wouldn't be San Jose wouldn't be there because mm-hmm. San Jose was the first other team besides L.A. They were the California Golden Seals. Mm. Great name. Great name. Better uniform. You should look it up. I will. Yeah. Mighty Ducks came after that. The Mighty Ducks came after that. If we don't see Gretzky in L.A., we probably don't see Paul Correa, Timu Solani in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. We don't see Ryan Getzlaff and Corey Perry in Anaheim. These dynamic duos. 
incredible. I mean, he just uh, that trade just did wonders. At the time, it was like, oh god, what are you doing, Edmonton? Yeah, they just won four cups in five years. Yeah, why uh, would they do this? Yeah, they thought he was going to leave in free agency because right? because the owner was financially irresponsible, and all of his other monetary endeavors kind of went down the the, nice. the toilet. Ouch. Mm-hmm. I'd be really mad if I were an Edmonton fan and heard that was the reason. He wasted all his money, so he couldn't pay Gretzky. Yeah, it's kind of like what's going on over in Ottawa. Nobody, oh. nobody likes Eugene Melnick. Okay. They want him dead. Whoa. That, that took a big leap. Was that bad? It's just hockey. Okay. <laughs> but, I, mean, I mean, you're just why you, the Why you have to be mad? It's just a game. What, what is that? Oh, that's oh Ilya Brzgalov. He's a goalie for the Ducks. Okay. His teammates were really mad after they lost, and there's this famous interview. Where he's like, why you I think ha- I remember why that. you have to be mad? It's just a game. <laughs> I'm sure that went over. That well. was a poor Russian accent. That was an interesting one. I thought maybe it was like a Borat accent or something. No, they're nice. Very nice. Okay, <laughs> just going off the rails. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, final segment: popular restaurant. Thinking about adding some gambling oh. in with food and drinks. I'm in. I like it already. Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's get into it right after this. Okay. Now back to the sports pen. Here's Blake Froling. Final segment here on the Sports Pen. A couple minutes left for you on your Thursday afternoon. Kellen Buddy's in studio with me from ABC 10. Next time you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, not here, but elsewhere, possibly, you might be able to do some wings with a side of gambling. You think this is actually going to catch on? I think so. I think with where gambling is now in the United States... You know, it's got potential to be legal wherever you may be. And to have it at one of the most famous, well-known, and most reliable sports bars in the world, I don't see how it could go wrong. Yeah, you have a captive audience watching these games. Maybe uh, imbibing in a couple beverages so you get a little more bold. Maybe throwing around Mm -hmm. money. I think this is a cash cow. For yeah. them, if if this goes through. And it makes total sense. Cash Buffalo. Cash Buffalo. There you go. And I think other <laughs> sports restaurants are, should be doing the same thing. Okay. If if this gets legal in their state or nationwide. Do you think there are any restaurants in New Jersey that have kind of brought this on already? There's got to be, right? Probably. If it's legal to do that. I don't know if there's a separate rule for that, if you could just do it anywhere. If it has to be at a specific yeah, sports book. Yeah, sports legal. Sports betting excuse me is legal now in new jersey right you know that whole thing went through Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't know if there are separate i guess rules i don't know how how soon could this could this this beat up one go into effect it's a state by state asking for a friend basis it depends on how fast michigan wants to do it i mean i think eventually in a couple years they might be there might be a federal law that makes it legal across all the states okay but right now it's it's all based on your state so some states had things ready to go right away others don't have anything planned not that they're opposed to it they just don't have it on their agenda yeah it's not at the top of their priority list so i don't know where michigan falls with that but if they want to make some free money they should do it I mean, they already have yeah. casinos set up in Detroit, so it's not like they were totally averse to the gambling thing. Mm-hmm. Why not just throw this in and make tons more money? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't make sense to pass this opportunity up. Mm-hmm. Especially at a B-dubs. Especially at a B-dubs. There, I, I don't see what 
you know, the the thing going wrong is obviously you could lose some money. But, but B-dubs wouldn't be losing the money. B-dubs wouldn't be losing money. You maybe get some wings out of it. Oh, yeah. Maybe they could do special gambling where instead of winning money, you win prizes like that. Free wings. Start with that. Oh. And then move to real money. Yeah, maybe maybe like an easier easier prop bet. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe get maybe get a, a quarter pound, a half pound of wings. Yeah. Maybe a free beer. Yeah, so the maybe half off a beer. Maybe put limits on it so that your customers don't lose five hundred dollars when they come to you. Maybe that's what they want, but you would think they'd want some money left over for them to buy food as right. well and drinks. Right. So I think if they may started easing people in, like here's like have a menu where they have the trivia have a thing where you could place $1 prop bets or something or $5 ones, and the more you bet, the better your prize can be. Instead of a cash prize, it's a food or drink prize. I like that. So that way they don't have to be on the hook if someone has some crazy bet that goes through and they have to pay out three grand or something like that. Yeah. Because that could backfire on them too. Oh, big time. Happens at the sports books all the time, except they're a lot bigger. They can handle it. I don't know if it would be the individual franchise. Could they handle that? They could afford giving away some free wings. Yeah, so. they're going to have to like put a safe in the back. Mm-hmm. That's some risky business. Perhaps. I'm hungry now, though. I am very hungry. I could use some wings. Yeah. Let's go. They're not a sponsor, but this idea is really good. Yeah. I like it. I do, too. I, I'm glad. It, it seems like most of the leagues are starting to come around to this mm-hmm. and be okay with it. Yeah. They're just trying to figure out how they can make money off of it, which can be kind of complicated. Because the NBA had that idea where... They should get a certain percentage of the winnings, and the sports books were like, mm, no, we're not going to do that. So it'll be interesting to see how they can try to capitalize off of that. I don't think it'll create any in- additional interest in the sport. I feel like if, if you weren't interested in the NFL, gambling is not all of a sudden going to make you an NFL fan. Right. You would already have to be interested, and then gamble, then you'd become an even bigger fan. Yeah, one doesn't really lead to the other. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think if if like if if you're not a hockey fan at all, you're not going to just start betting on games because that's just a guaranteed way to lose money. Yeah, because hockey is so unpredictable. Same with baseball. That's why it's the best. It's hard to predict those games too. So NFL, I think, is probably the best for this. Yeah. Even basketball, the last couple minutes can swing so violently back and forth between the teams and take hours. Yeah, give you a heart attack. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if this will happen anytime soon. I'm in. I like it. Okay. Let's get it. Let's let's make it happen. Start okay. a petition or something. At B Dubs. At B Dubs. Get it done. We're out of time. We're gonna go eat probably because we're starving after that. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, Kellen. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm glad to have come on today. You're welcome. And you're listening to ESPN UP WZAM Ishwaming Marquette.